welcome to the Making It With Miles podcast. I'm Miles Clark, your beloved host, and here is where we discuss all things in regards to constructions, renovations, the building industry itself, as well as that also the real estate industry through the lens of a building inspector. I see some things a little bit different than other people, and um, there's a few things that people definitely need to be aware of. Now, we've got two formats to the show. We have The Shed. The Shed is where we discuss all things related to the building construction and the real estate industry. And we also have The Journey. The Journey is where we do a little bit of self-development, self-improvement, all those good things. I'm all about it. I love it. And uh, every now and then, you get to double it into it and enjoy it. Now, on this episode, this has been heavily requested because I have done a lot of calls coming through Instagram in regards to advice for young men in the industry that want to be registered building practitioners. I've had at least half a dozen people I've had to reach out to directly and just sort of give them some advice on it. So what I'm going to do in this episode is I'm going to talk about what it took me to become a builder here in Victoria, what is required to be a builder in Victoria, some advice to give to these people going through these processes, and sort of what I think is the best course of action to definitely come out on top and achieve uh, achieve that goal of being a builder, which is a fucking wicked goal to have, all right? It leads and opens up so many more doors and avenues to more potential growth, opportunity, and it all comes with money. And that's what we're all doing. A couple of blokes busting our balls, making some money, protecting our family, looking after our family, providing that's all we want to do. Crack on. So, Let's get into it. This episode is The Shed, where we're discussing all things about becoming a builder in Victoria. Now, first thing is what we're going to do is go through the application for the VBA, all right? We're going to go through just their little run through of exactly their experience and qualifications needed, um, and then we'll go from that. So I'm going to read on here in the board and get it sorted from there. So what we're talking about here is getting your domestic builders unlimited license, okay? So it's not a DBL which is limited to specific trades. It's your DBU, which puts you in a position where you can just build really anything you want, okay? Now, experience needed. You must demonstrate the capacity to carry out, manage, or arrange uh, the carrying out of domestic building work in a competent manner and to a professional standard. These are the dot points. Establishing the requirement for a building permit for the proposed domestic building work, applying for and obtaining a building permit for proposed work, complying with a building permit, arranging relevant certification of completion building work when required, producing cost estimates and quotations for proposed work, identifying the needs for and establishing a major building contract to undertake the work when required, undertaking relevant planning and preparation for construction, arranging for construction workers or subcontractors to carry out the construction work safely and competently, Complying with work safety requirements, including the development, communication, monitoring, and maintenance of site safety plans throughout construction. Ensuring site safety inductions are undertaken. Supervising the carrying out of construction work, ensuring uh, compliance with the National Construction Code, Australian Standards, and the local authority requirements. Ensuring construction is undertaken in accordance to relevant provisions of safety and environmental legislation. Now, they're the hit list of things that you need to be experienced in to be a builder. As you can see here, there's no apprenticeship to be a builder. There's no trade to be a builder. A chippy has the best opportunity to make it easy in construction to be a builder simply because they go through a lot of stages of construction and they do see a fair bit of it. The set out, 
how the slabs go together, framework, roof structures, plumbing. Like they do get a good over, overview. So if you are looking to be a builder, a chippy is probably the best position you can be in to get yourself in that situation. But more or less, all the other shit has nothing to do with construction at all. It doesn't have anything to do with sticking pipe together or knocking up a frame. It comes down to the organisation and the management of that process, okay? The safety requirements, the legalities associated with it, the contracts. Again, in here, it doesn't really say it. Client relations, fucking huge part. And as well as that, um, obviously, the pricing and estimating, okay? Which, in that regards... Most trades can understand how to quote jobs, but when it comes to a construction project, there's a lot more detail associated with it. And uh, if I ever get a chance to show some spreadsheets of how it actually looks, it's um, yeah, it's a big, big process, okay? Now, other than that, practical years of experience, you need at least three years of practical experience. Now, I believe it probably will take you three years to get everything you need together to get your portfolio in place, so three years in practical experience, so three years as a plumber or three years as a chippy is fucking definitely not enough. Um, but yeah, they say three years of experience in the industry itself. Cool. Other than that, courses, the successful completion of, there's only there's three to choose from. A Bachelor of Construction Management and Economics from Holmes Glen or a Bachelor of Construction Management from Deakin University or a Diploma of Building and Construction. Now, the first two are like university degrees that take four years and are fucking hard work. If I was in a situation where I was a tradesman and I'm going to get my builder's license, there is probably no chance I'm going to go to university for four years, write theses, reference fucking articles to get my builder's license because I'll be honest with you, it's not going to make any impact whatsoever. Some of the subjects I come across with some friends that have done this sort of shit is completely useless, time waster, you will fucking hate it. The Diploma of Building Construction is a little bit different, more practical, okay? It's more for people in the industry, a trade base, you know, Cert 3 Diploma, you know, it's where our stomach dummies go to school and uh, we learn what we have to learn to ensure that we meet the minimum requirements, obviously, for qualification itself. But even within the Building and Construction Diploma, I found when I did it, I did my RMIT for, I sort of fast-tracked it over two years it was a two-year full-time course and I at the full-time course for us was more or less, it was like a 12-hour day on a Monday. A Tuesday, it was 12 in the Arvo till 7 at night and then Wednesday, it was 5 at night till 9 at night. So I could still work full-time throughout that process, which is very, very handy. Now, if I was in this situation, I would definitely be looking to fast track any of these educational processes because what you learn on the job and when you get the opportunity to manage some projects you will learn so much more it's definitely necessary to do and you get a good taste of what you're sort of looking at and that understanding and a bit more exposure to it so it's definitely necessary and it is a great help um but if you can streamline it i would highly highly recommend it if you're interested in getting your dbu here in victoria i would highly recommend going onto the vba's website and download the application form itself. I'll put it in the description, have a read through it, and we'll go through some sections of it to get an understanding of what it's all about and the requirements of what you need to complete and how that all sort of tidies up into a portfolio. Uh, but if you go through that process, it'll sort of give you an understanding of what direction you want to be going in so you're not wasting your time um, just doing other bullshit stuff. In this situation, it all comes down to skills and knowledge, all right? And if 
anyone in this situation is looking to become a builder, you're going to have to sacrifice a bit and it might be pay, it'll be time, it'll be effort just to get yourself a leg up so you can put this portfolio together. And trust me, trust me when I say it, when it's all over and done with and you're out there doing your own jobs and you start learning a bit more and you know, put it, you're putting your skills into practice, the money that can be made is sensational. All right, you can do lots of cool things, have lots of fun and then create more opportunities from that as well, okay? So what we're gonna do now is we're gonna go through a couple of things in regards to the application process. And I'm just gonna sort of raise what is involved and what things you need to understand how to manage, how to carry out and also how to really arrange to be carried out on site. Okay, so we've got this bad boy up and running. So in the section, page three of the VBA's application form, it goes through some other things like work experience, your qualifications, all that sort of bullshit stuff, police checks, all that sort of shit. There's the other section, which is with regards to your portfolio. So you need to put together at least three construction projects from start to finish, which you have been a part of assisting in, carrying out or managing, okay? So... I'm going to read through a couple of the explanation terms here and then we're just going to punch out a couple of the components of the building work that you technically need to have an understanding about to become a registered builder, all right? And then what after that, we'll talk about some action plans that I highly recommend you undertake to get yourself set up for success and to be a builder and then you'll be uh, happy days. Right, here we go. So there's three things you can choose or pick or tick, bit of a tick box situation here. Um, in regards to the projects um, one, two, and three that you are going to actually put onto the into your portfolio. Right, so we've got assisted. Refers to when the applicant has assisted a competent and qualified practitioner in the carrying out of a particular competent of work, of building work. Right, carried out, the actual hands-on carrying out of building work. It refers to when the applicant has been solely responsible for that component of building work. Manage, so the management of building work. It refers to when the applicant was not involved in the actual carrying out of the competent other than engaging a competent practitioner to do so. However, they, as the manager supervisor, were responsible for quality and compliance of that competent of work. So you actually do the work, you manage the work, and then there's the assisting of it itself. So you've sort of, someone's doing a job and you're just there doing sort of some hands-on bits and pieces. So... This is everything that you need to have done as a builder. And this is where you practically need to be a builder to become a builder. You wouldn't fucking believe it. Determine requirements for the building permit. Obtain building permit or approvals from other authorities. Prepare contracts for the building work. Administer appropriate contracts. Manage contract variations and defects. Arrange and attend mandatory inspections. Complete handovers, including certificates of compliance. Manage the building work from start to finish. All right, so this is just preliminary work stuff. So this is something that um, in construction, when you do a project, you will start all the way at the start with the set of plans. And then from that process, there's a lot of things um, that go into the building permit that you may not be aware of that you have to get, like bell rating stuff, energy rating things that gets mushed together with these plans. They might get amended to make sure it all complies. It's all these types of things for the process. These are one of the most important things to do as builders. In here, I'm reading things like manage contract variations and defects. Managing a contract is fucking so critical. Making sure your administration process is top-notch because if you slip up, if you let things go, if you don't stay on top of it, this is where disputes come into it. This is where 
you tell the client that there's going to be a $10,000 variation that they've caused by choosing to go with some stupid shower recess or something. And what's occurred is because there's been no communication back and forth and you've poorly managed that contract and you haven't communicated with the client to let them know it will be 10 grand before proceeding, they uh, freak out, which is completely fair and reasonable. Once expectations are not met, you are struggling. Other things, site supervision. So conduct business and financial aspects for projects, uh, prepared cost estimates and quotations for project. Obviously a massive one. You need to know how to price a job um, so you can understand how you can lose money so rapidly. Other than that, development, monitoring progress, schedules for the work, provide on-site day-to-day supervision of the project, supervise contractors' trades to ensure work was conducted safely and to standard Manage site safety throughout the project. That's a big one. In residential, it's not as hardcore as it is in the commercial commercial industry. And that's what helped me a lot bringing my commercial site management background into this um, builder that I worked for was that the safety component for them was fucking a big old zero. So I came in and just created all these systems in place to help them mitigate their safety um, and, and all those types of things that are done on site. More or less, just don't be a fucking idiot. Common sense prevails, but obviously there's still paperwork and things you've got to put in place. Pre-base work, interpret architectural plans, drawings, interpret engineering drawings, plans, of course, carry out excavation work, establish the construction site, provide protection works for the property, undertake demolition work, arrange services, so power, gas, sewer, that sort of stuff. Set out of the site for construction, excavation, site levelling, Constructed retaining walls, constructed stump and pad footing systems, constructed concrete raft slabs, constructed concrete waffle pod slabs, installed ball piers, installed screw piles, constructed strip footing, constructed formwork for concrete slabs, selected installation of steel reinforcements, installed damp course, installed termite protection. Like, you know what I mean? Like every single part of the construction process, you need to have a good understanding to a degree about it. I'm no fucking expert on everything. All right, I'm pretty good and I can understand a few things, but I'm definitely not an expert. Even as a qualified chippy, if I went on the if I went on site today and started swinging a hammer again, there'd be shit that I would miss because I don't remember all the codes in my head. And because I don't do new home inspections, I'm not keeping that in the back of my mind as I'm sort of doing things. But you need to as a builder, you need to know all these things. Now, other than that, framework. Constructing subfloor framing, wall framing, prefabricated stick built, stick built roof frame, prefabricated trusses. Like it's not often you do stick built roof framing, especially in an individual project. You might do it for a mate doing a pergola, but that's about it. Fire rated sat party walls, brickwork, brick cladding, roof tiles, roof sheeting, internal insulation, internal external services, rough in, selected and installation of waterproofing, cabinetry and joinery, installing tiling, wall and floor. Completing a fix, completing a fit-off, constructed decks with subfloor framing, constructed fences and gates, constructed swimming pools. Now, again, all these things, you don't have to do absolutely everything. So you're not looking for the perfect project, and it's pretty rare to do constructing of your own swimming pools. Usually that gets outsourced anyway. Coincidentally, though, I was lucky enough and I got to build a pool, which was fucking pretty cool, and the money in it is ridiculous. Highly recommend it. Um, but yeah, you, if you've done none of these things, that's, that's okay. That what they're trying to do is they're trying to gauge what your knowledge base is, right? Because after all this, then they interrogate you in the bloody, in the bloody offices themselves. So they give you the hard questions. You got to do tests. There's other things that come after this application form. 
landscaping, and that is bloody about it. This is a representation of what are the things required to understand um, and manage and carry out or whatever it may be to get your builder's license here in Victoria. Some say that Victoria is the hardest place to get your domestic builder's license. I don't know. It, it seemed pretty hard for me, and uh, I was pretty lucky and knowledgeable with a lot of shit and had some great opportunities, so I'm pretty lucky from where I came. Now, what I'm going to do, I'll tell you my story, and then I will go through what I'd recommend you do. So for me, I was a chippy apprentice, slapped that out, became qualified, worked on all types of construction under a builder. So I was an apprentice at the time. I learned a lot of things already in this sort of process anyway, not just being a framer or just being a fit out chippy or whatever it may be. We sort of did a fair bit of things because it was a small company. It was only me and him. Um, but I got lucky enough to build new homes and period homes and did some really cool shit. After that, worked for a chippy crew. Again, start to finish, did external claddings, did high-end architectural homes. That was really cool. Um, then after that, did my diploma of building. I did my diploma of building because not because I wanted to be a builder, because I knew it was the next step for me to keep, keep going because I'm pretty fucking ambitious. Anyway, did that, slapped that out, too easy, lemon squeezy. And then after that, I got into commercial construction as a site manager for three years, Disregard that. That means absolutely nothing to residential construction. Anything I learned there was completely irrelevant to the VBA. They didn't give a fuck about it. So wouldn't say the years were wasted because I learned a lot about management, but they were wasted in regards to getting my builder's license. So what ended up happening is I got a job with a high-end builder, ProLine Construction Group here in Victoria, who were fucking great. And the opportunity I had there was to be a site manager, and which then went into project management very quickly. So pretty much based on my skill set, which was being a carpenter and understanding a lot about construction, plus being commercial and understanding a lot of management roles, I stepped into that role pretty easily um, and could have done it with any construction company. In that role was managing jobs. That's pretty much it. Sometimes it was on the tools just because I could lend a hand, had some capacity. So if you are some sort, somewhat of a, like a on, on-site site manager that swings a hammer, helps out here and there, and you sort of oversee the whole project, this is a ripper position to get into. For me, I ran three construction projects. As soon as those were done, I was already in the application process to get this tidied up. So pretty much I just ran three jobs, documented the whole process, took all the photos, worked off the application form, and then filled it out So in regards to what I needed to do. And if there was things that I weren't sort of aware of, because I hadn't done contracts before, on a, on, a, on a new home or anything like that. So I got to learn all that process as well. And I taught taught myself most of it. And then obviously it was more or less the conversations with the, um, with the owners of the company, the builders themselves, and just got some advice. And they sort of helped me through that process. And also it was the same thing in regards to estimating. Um, if you can't work an Excel spreadsheet, you need to fucking learn how to. And, and how they manage their like how they manage the cost forecasting of their jobs and all these other detailed things, which you really need to do if you're going to do this type of thing. Cause you need to know where the money's going because the killer of businesses is cash flow, and that's what will kill your business. Um, so that was my situation. That's what got me to getting my builder's license. After I got my builder's license, I, I only got a few jobs myself. Like I already built fucking cool shit and, I ran three projects. I think I think I ran three construction projects myself. Now I'm running 
I ran three for myself while building my building inspection company, which I need to be registered builder for as well. Now, I was just doing them simultaneously. So I wasn't all in on construction or all in on inspections. What ended up happening though, just based on my circumstances, because I got fucking divorced and half me shit taken, if not more, I had to go, uh, I focused on building inspections more so because then I could stay home and look after the boys because uh, I did a week on week off thing. So that just worked out better for me. I never sort of pushed to get more construction projects, even though I could. And then during that time as well, I started building a technology company. So I had fucking no time for any of this shit. But it's all still there. And what's happening right now is I've still got const- construction projects coming up that i am got a mate sort of more or less I'm mentoring. Um, Five-unit development, another two-unit development, and then another just build a mate's house, which is a single-story, easy TJ Gardner-style home. Um, so I do it as best as I practically can. And again, this sort of shows the opportunity that you can have um, when you get put in these situations. So the more, it's hard fucking work, but if you get through that process and you get your builder's license, you just can set yourself up for a much more successful life. Create jobs for people, build people's dream homes, have a lot of fun, make a heap of cash. Hope, Hopefully you don't lose any, a lot of cash, but you know, you can always build, you know, build it back, all good. Um, so if you are looking to be a builder and you want to get into this situation, what I highly, highly, highly recommend you do is you're going to have to sacrifice a little bit during this process because the reason being is you need to find, ideally, a builder running a few construction projects, work under that builder, provide value. You might be a chippy. You can provide value there. You might want to do the management process, provide value there. You might be a plumber, you might be a painter. Whatever it is, you know, you can provide some value there financially and, you know, do, you might work for 50 bucks an hour instead of the $75 an hour you're working for or whatever it might be. And just the best course of action, it's, it's fucking hard. It's really hard to get this, get this, but if you possibly can, it's the best way to go about it. And there's nothing wrong with asking for help and pushing it out there, but get, a, get under the wing of a builder with the caveat of saying, you know what? I want to work for you for three years is my intent. I want to get my builder's license. I want to provide value. I want to grow. I believe I can contribute my skill set that I have and I believe I can help you with the business. I'm not going to... This will be my rate. It's, you know, a minimum rate, whatever that may be. You'll earn less money doing this than you will being probably a chippy full-time or a plumber full-time or anything like that um, because you're doing admin roles, all right? Admin's... Get, don't, don't get paid a lot of money. So that being said, when you're in charge of the whole situation, it's a little bit different. If you can find a builder that is willing to put you under their wing and steer you in the right direction and willing to just let you be a part of some of these processes, you know, you might go to some of these client meetings at six o'clock at night of a house to sign contracts and just be in there and be in on listening to how it all comes together, all right? Be next to them when they're at the office putting the contracts together. Learn all these things associated along the way. You will get given responsibilities, obviously, as you go through this process. You can look after project one, project two, project three. He'll be like, all right, you're doing the fucking contracts. You're doing all that sort of shit. I don't want a bar of it. And what you end up might finding is you might end up staying with this guy for, you know, a few more years. You might slowly pick up a job for yourself. You could work simultaneously. You never know where it can go. But there are people that are willing to help. And there are a lot of old builders out there that are fucking sick of building, I must admit. And they probably don't want to do any of this stuff and are willing to more or less give you that opportunity so they can sort of sit back and chill out for a little bit. Um, When you go through this process, something I didn't mention before is that you go through the, and that's more or less my story uh, in regards to that. 
application form itself. When this all gets put together and tidied up, then you get sent off to the VBA. You add photos, all sort of stuff. You had the add the whole whole kit kit and caboodle. Now there is also a test you do as well. So you get tested on a lot of things in regards to compliance, contract obligations, all these types of things. And you sit in this room. They fucking interrogate you with a thousand questions. It's very stressful. I was so nervous, but so confident. It was weird. And then you get you leave, not knowing what the result is until a few months comes later. Once you get that builder's license, the other thing that holds you back comes down to your domestic builder's warranty insurance. What is that? That tells you how much you can build. So to get your domestic builder's insurance, your DBI, the requirements there is you have to have some sort of equity. You need to have something. You, and I must admit, I had fuck all. I obviously wasn't in a great situation financially due to my circumstances. <laughs> And uh, I still was able and got the capacity to build $1.5 million worth of work simultaneously. So each project, obviously, you need to get your warranty insurance, which you'll all learn about. And with that, it, say you do one project and it's $1 million, you, can, you only have left in the kitty another $500,000 job until the $1 million job is complete. And then you go back and then you back up to the 1.5, if you know what I mean. So also be mindful of that, all right? Now, don't let that fucking stop you or hold you back or anything like that because the opportunity is too good. So don't say, oh, I need to have 100 grand in the bank so I can get the insurance and then I'll do my builder's license. That's a bullshit excuse. You can have fuck all in the bank like I did and still have the capacity to do some good work, all right? Um, that's just something else that you need to consider. The insurance companies themselves, which I'm finding now, I think I bumped mine up to like 3.5 million and then once we get to start the projects that were these big projects and more projects come along, which they will because my business partner is the one that's building them because um, they're his. And that being said, we can then renegotiate with these insurance brokers and say, all right, well, we've got, we've got a contract right here. There's a build right here for 1.5 million and we just need to up our insurance. Can you reassess us? Can you do something about it? They don't want to hinder you from doing any work. They just want to sort of control it to a degree where, you're not fresh out the gate and you're doing $20 million worth of work simultaneously because that is recipe to disaster. So that's just something the VMIA have in place, um, which their premiums gone up as well. So it's very expensive. So very, be very mindful of that. So more or less to close, these are the things I'm going to highly recommend you do. One, download the application form itself. Understand the, key, the ins and outs of what you're going to do. Two, if you can get an opportunity to work under a builder and be led through three construction projects, start to finish from contracts all the way to completion, then you will be in a great position to literally fill this out and then go to the VBA. It will take time. You need to be patient. You need to get your diploma of building construction at least. You need to have three years experience, which is going to be easy. Now, it is a hard slog, but... It is definitely worth it, all right? Once you get it all together, once you go through that interrogation process, once you get that little card that says, I'm a builder and I can do jobs over $16,000, um, you're in a great spot. It, I can't recommend anyone enough to do it, especially in our industry, especially where the industry is going at the moment. Um, I honestly think it's the best possible opportunity you can get. 
Other things that I've done with my builder's license, because uh, I was talking about opportunities and stuff like that before, was uh, building inspecting. Now, I didn't think much of building inspecting. I thought it was just, I never even knew about it because I never bought or sold a house. So I wasn't really aware of it until I was working commercial, strapped for cash, was going to buy a motorbike to save money to get to the job sites. And the guy that I was with, who was my senior site manager, who was a great mentor, he just told me one day, he goes, oh, mate, just you can do building inspections, pre-purchase inspections. And I was like, oh, sweet, what do I do for that? At the time, you didn't have to be a registered builder until they put it into the contracts. And you still technically don't have to be a registered builder because it's not, it's not really a regulated industry. But that being said, the good thing about it is that now that I'm a registered builder, I had to get my pest control license, which costs you sort of, I don't know, four or five grand and some time again. But that's been so substantial in my life financially that I could simultaneously do construction projects while simultaneously doing inspection inspections. The inspections, three days a week. Minimum, I, w- I work probably three days a week and turn over 130 grand a year. And then the construction projects, again, I can work another three days a week and turn over that comfortably, um, if not more. And it comes down to your management, your team around you, all sort of stuff. And you can build these up simultaneously and have a fucking wicked life. So it's, um, again, the opportunity that comes from it is fantastic. And the more they regulate fucking shit builders and councils come harder at people not building, uh, not doing construction works without a registered builder when it's required, which a lot of people do, um, at least you are the one that can set yourself up for success. So get out there, get your builder's license. If you found this helpful for anyone, share it around. Um, if you need to have a chat with me, you've got some other more specific questions, you can put it in the Q&A, find me on Instagram, harass me on there. That's no dramas at all. I'm always talking to everyone. Um, and get out there and fucking build some shit like a career and a life and all that cool stuff because it's a bloody good industry and it's good fun. So take it easy, guys. Let's go.